Hey guys, this is Raven Shane, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially Um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, As you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. It just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, the travel, accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And uh, I'm speaking with uh, Sonny from the band Necrot. Is that the right pronunciation? You got it, bud. All right, awesome. Um, so, how you been doing uh, out there? Oh, I'm doing all right. In, yeah, in... Um, yeah, just kind of hanging in there and and trying to uh, get get through this whole pandemic thing best best I can, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's we all. I was just, like I said, I was just speaking with uh, Uskugar from uh, the band Serpent Omega, and they're from uh, Sweden. So I was talking across the globe and getting to getting to find out how how they were handling things over there you know oh yeah what's the perspective like there um well i mean and i seen some of that in the news too is like they didn't take the like you know they didn't do like the whole like lockdown thing they just kind of tried everybody tried to be responsible or whatever and 
And I guess they're more responsible than us Americans over here. You know, they seem to be handling it pretty good. The, the cases weren't that bad. Everybody's kind of like, you know, uh, that herd immunity thing, you know? Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I thought I had heard that they were actually having a rough time there because they didn't do the lockdown, but I'm glad to hear that things are possibly doing better over there, you know? Well, I mean, she said some people have been getting like, I mean, um, I guess, you know, antsy or whatever, even with whatever little restrictions they did have. And now everybody's getting together in big groups and, you know, partying and all that. So she's a little worried about, uh, you know, a flare up. But uh, so far, everything's been, you know, been not too bad over there for them. Um, That's great. And then how things been, you're out there in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, things are are pretty, um, you know, everybody's totally masked up in public and trying to stay away from each other for the most part, you know, like grocery stores and stuff, you have to wait in line to get in or like, you know, at Home Depot or Target, stuff like that, you know, they, they have a limited capacity, but you know, there's like restaurants open <clears throat> with a lot of like people are doing, um, you know, outdoor seating and kind of stuff like that. So I, you know, I've seen some people doing some creative ways around what's happening to sort of help keep things normal and, and flowing, you know, somewhat close to normal. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal anytime soon, but you know, we're doing the best we can. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, you know, it seems sort of hard to tell like what's the, the information is always changing so much. And oh yeah. There's so much out it's there. It's hard to tell what's going on for reals, you know, it's sometimes. like either so one of the like, smartest viruses ever, or, you know, just, you know, nobody really yeah. can't admit that they don't know what they don't know, you know? Exactly. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. The whole thing, I mean, a, you know, and, and everybody's got a different opinion about what's going on. So it's like on both sides of, of the coin. And then, you know, a lot of people feel like that it's just super politicized now. So it's it's kind of it's a crazy it's a crazy time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys now did you guys have like any like tours and stuff lined up that had to get canceled because of all this? Or? Oh yeah, man, it's been a bummer. We, I mean, our album, uh, mortal that was supposed to drop in, in June actually. So, you know, we've been, you know, do, doing this whole big rollout on the promotion side, which wasn't really planned at all in the beginning. Um, so like yeah we were we had a u.s tour a european tour and a bunch of dates in south america that all got canceled for the summer so so did you guys get stuck with Um, like boxes of merch and stuff too i heard i've heard horror stories from bands that had like tons of stuff printed and then they like uh you know well we we were lucky enough to like uh we didn't we didn't make any of the new merch for tour but we've been made, we've made a lot of merch for just to sell online for the rollout of the new album. So we've we've been selling quite a bit of, of merch online. So um, you know, head over to our Bandcamp and or uh, Store Envy or Facebook or whatever, and 
check out what we got going on because we got a lot of stuff up there and you know i mean i think bands gotta find creative ways to get by and and promote their stuff and and keep selling stuff you know so support support your favorite bands you know because we're all hurting yeah yeah gotcha um so I want to before we get into you know talking about the album and the band and stuff real quick I usually like to get a background on the artists themselves and uh go back to like you know like your childhood do you remember like what you originally wanted to be when you grew up <laughs> Oh man I had a I had a few different things for sure like I you know I'm sure I wanted to be Superman, you know, when I was really little, you know, <laughs> I was super into Superman, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, I, I when I was um, a little older, like in early in elementary school, I got actually I was in really into racing BMX. And I thought, well, if I stick with this, maybe I could be like a really killer BMX, you know, racer or something someday. And, uh, you know, like we were all into that movie on any other Sunday and all that kind of stuff. And um, then I think from there I wanted to be a stuntman and then I wanted to be like a artist or, or into architecture, you know, it kind of changed through the years. And um, I think at one point I just was started telling people, I want to be a Renaissance man or something, you know, which, you know, it kind of ended up being the closest thing. Cause like I, I, I actually do a lot of different stuff um but yeah i mean it definitely changed i i I didn't fully have like an outlook that i was going to be so involved with music until probably my mid my mid-teens and then i was like well the guitar i mean that's it you know yeah what led you into music then well my dad played uh my dad played music uh, he was a classically trained cellist and then he played blues, bass and all, you know, and all kinds of rockabilly and, and country bands and stuff growing up. So I was always hanging out with the other kids and, you know, checking out band practice at the, at the band house or whatever. And, you know, um, my, my grandmother was also a, um, jazz singer and a, a harp player, um, so, you know, and and my, my folks played music uh, to me from a really early age. And I, I just grew up around around it a lot. So I think initially I ended up with like a clarinet in like the fourth grade and I didn't last a year with it. But I remember like, uh, you know, hearing the blues and I, I, I sort of started on accident figured out the blues scale on the clarinet and I was like, holy shit, that sounds fucking cool. You know, like this isn't like Mary had a little lamb or some shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I think like later on, you know, I, me and my friends, we all, we all were like super getting into like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. So everybody wanted to be John Bonham. Everybody wanted to be the drummer. So we all fought about who was going to be the drummer in the band or whatever, you know. And uh, I never was able to get a drum set, so but there was a guitar laying around. So you were like, I'll be Jimmy so, Page then, huh? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I, I, I started taking uh, some, some kind of basic lessons 
and the guy was trying to show me, you know, uh, Beatles songs and some like basic classical, you know, real acoustic kind of shit. And it was kind of a bummer, you know, honestly, I was like, man, this is, this doesn't sound like Hendrix or Metallica or, you know, any of the cool shit that I was into at the time. Um, so I kind of, I kind of got a little discouraged, I think, until I, one year saved up enough money to buy uh, a Stratocaster. I was, my dad was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And uh, he worked at like a, uh, a print shop as a delivery driver. And I, I would go and stay with him during the summer and, and work at the print shop. And there was a, a really cool guitar store called Straight Music back then. Um, right near the print shop and I used to go there and hang out and I was probably like 13 or something like that um and saved up enough one summer to buy a guitar finally in a, in a little tiny practice amp that had distortion and it's like from there you know it's like when you hear that that distortion you know on the guitar for the first time and you, or you know you, you have like a whammy bar and you're like or, you know it just fucking changes your whole life you know <laughs> yeah got it so um let's talk about uh your band um now what's the meaning behind the name and how did what led you um, to choosing the name well uh they had the name actually already picked out before i even joined the band um so luca and uh I believe Kyle House, who was in Ace of Alex and also Vastum with Luca and Chad, um, they started Necrot originally and came up with the name and the idea for the band and everything before um, before I got involved. But you know, it's sort of it's it's you know it's a kind of a play on words like sort of necrotic or you know necro is like kind of dead and then rot you know it's, it's rotting. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's a play on, on words that, that are meaning like dead or rotting kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So death metal, right? So, yeah, exactly. But, but uh, so, uh, um, so you were an original member, like how did you get involved then? What, what led you to join well, the band? Um, Chad and Luca, once, once Luca found Chad, they, they were jamming for probably about a year and a half and they had recorded a couple demos and they they didn't have a uh, full time guitar player yet. And they wanted they wanted to make sure to find somebody who was, you know, had experience with touring and 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 kind of was like pretty dedicated, had had good gear and could play cool shit. And at the time I had I was really busy playing. Guitar down with the and, whammy uh, bar and everything. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was playing guitar in this band Saviors for a long time, which is kind of more like. Uh, I don't know. I guess we got labeled as like stoner thrash or something like that. But so I was really busy with that. And, and Luca approached me a couple of times and was like, Hey man, like I'm looking for a guitar player to do this, this other thing, you know, are you interested? And, and I was like, Oh fuck, I, that sounds cool. But I'm, I'm just so busy touring with, with this other band right now. And then those guys uh, from Saviors mostly all moved to LA and I stayed in, in the Bay area um so i wasn't jamming as much and uh one one night i remember luca giving me a 
a tape at the bar and I went home and listened to it and, and it was fucking super heavy and I was like, fuck, I should just do this because this is fucking super, super heavy, you know, and killer. Um, so I said, yeah, let me try out. Let's, let's do it because like I got time now and uh, it just was a good fit, you know, we, we just kept rolling from there. Nice. And then uh, coming from the Bay Area, you know, all that history there. Do you have, like, any memories of seeing some shows growing up? Well, I actually – I grew up in New Mexico, and I but I moved out here probably um, – I, I think I got out here around 2004, 2005. And I had been coming out here a bunch before then. But, you know, when what, what really drew me here was uh, – there, there was so many killer underground spots, you know, like warehouses and basement spots and cool, you know, different venues. So, and there was a really strong underground punk and metal scene here. So, uh, it's just a really awesome place to be for a long time. You know, I mean, Ruthie's in and, uh, the Omni and, and some of these like super legendary clubs in the, uh, in the 80s or a little before my time because I didn't live out here but you know we we went recently went and checked out where all those places are you know like Ruthie's is a church now and you know the Omni is like a community center type deal but yeah I mean there's just so much history all all through you know that from the 60s on really you know and then I, I'm also like a sound engineer guy so I've been working at a lot of the venues here for about 15 years um, until very recently, obviously. But, man, I've seen so much cool stuff here, you know, like every, every kind of music you can imagine, you know. Yeah, and how cool is it to, like, play the same venues as some of these, you know, I guess Godfathers of the Bay Area thrash and metal oh, scene. so you cool, know? man. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you know. And then just, you know, for, for us, you know, we – we started out playing, you know, parties and basements. We, we played like Ethiopian restaurant, you know, we played, <laughs> we played awesome. like uh, a bunch of like the underground spots before they got closed down here, you know? And then, you know, finally, like we got on that decibel tour last year and played um, this huge club called the Regency with cannibal corpse. And it was like, Holy shit. We fucking went, you know, we got to do this coming from where we came from you know which was like a just a total honor yeah you're like i saw those guys in ace ventura it's awesome yeah totally man (laughs) totally who would have thought so you know we're 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 just you know super stoked that we were able to to do and still be able to play underground spots and do do what we want you know and we have we have a pretty awesome level of control of what we we accept and, and don't accept and the opportunities that we are allowed to, to get by um, just being where we're at right now. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so the new album mortal, uh, you said it was supposed to come out in June and now it's set August 28th, correct? Yep. Yep. And what uh, would you say can fans expect from this uh, release? Well, uh, it's, it's definitely um it kind of continues off of where we left off from blood offerings but 
it's just better and sicker and uh yeah i was gonna ask how it compared more to brutal that. yeah you know like um there's there's more solos that i think the songs are a little better written um or just you know maybe not better written but more like evolved in some ways um but we you know we recorded at the same studio uh we probably i i used a lot of the same gear uh but you know actually probably kept it closer to how i actually play live with the amps and stuff um so you know it's 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 necrot all the way you know it's like just kind of the next the next evolution for us as far as what what where we're headed so you know i hope that the fans love it you know chad's drumming is fucking unbelievable on it um you know all the riffs and and the vocals and the solos all they all everything fits together really killer um we we haven't gotten to play any of this stuff live so we're all dying to kind of like fuck when are we going to get to play again you know yeah yeah i bet so now yeah. do you have a personal favorite on this album uh well i've been i've been really digging um Asleep Forever is a is a good one. I I love the solo, how the solo came out, and it's a pretty dynamic, melodic kind of song. Um, yeah, I mean they're all fucking sick. You know what I mean? Like, Your Hell starts off the album, and it's just like straight out stomping. You know, um, but there's a lot of different kinds of stuff, like the you know Mortal, the title track. It's it's a, it's a little different from what we would normally be playing. It's it's a little slower and draw, more drawn out. So I think that uh, there's a little bit more dynamics on the album, and that's kind of exciting to you to have uh, you know some different stuff. Like Sinister Will is a really different song for us, um, and that has that has one of my favorite solos on it on the album. Um, yeah, you guys just have to check it out and rip it up you know yeah hey baby this is double d also known as dream daddy and i gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's and the name is dream nutrition so if you're looking to empower your human vitality well then you come to the right place with over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount 
forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. So what's like the creative process usually like for you guys? Well, usually, usually Luca writes a lot of the material um, and then brings it to me and Chad. And then we kind of, we kind of all go over it together and, and sort of decide on, you know, some of the structure and, um, you know, sort of refine the song together. Um, so that's, that's kind of the main the main process you know and then we we kind of just uh we kind of make little like demos on our phones and and sort of send shit back and forth a little bit and then just practice the shit out of those songs like we uh we got back from a tour we did with uh exhumed and uh gate creeper and uh the span judiciary and we had also done an australian tour and played in japan when we got back, we, we took like a week off and we, we basically practiced the songs every day for like two or three weeks before we went in, into the studio so that we could be super tight. So, you know, when we're when we're cranking to get tight on stuff, we, we usually put a lot of time into it, you know. Yeah. Now, with, uh, you know, the way everything's been, have you guys still been able to get together and practice or jam together? or? We, we haven't we haven't jammed since February. Um, we played uh, this festival down in Mexico City called Total Death Over Mexico, and that was the last time we played together. Um, so we've done a couple photo shoots and, and hung out a couple times, but we haven't we haven't all been in the same room with our instruments since since February, which is you know I'm um, getting antsy to start playing again so <laughs> yeah i bet i just you know you guys try and do like good. zoom zoom sessions or any of that stuff uh we haven't yet no but you know we'll see what happens like uh luca he's down in mexico right now um chad lives in san jose and i'm up in oakland so um we'll see what happens you know um yeah i mean there's you know, we we obviously don't have any pressure to be practicing all the time because yeah, usually no. we're just re- rehearsing to go on tour and we're on tour a lot. So this is kind of a different, this is a different time, you know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what was it like working with uh, Greg Wilkinson in the studio? Oh man, Greg's the best, dude. He's he's so fun and and easy to work with and you know we've all been friends with him for a long time I, i've known personally known greg for about 20 years or so um already so and you know he's he knows our sound he's been he's been seeing us and recording us since pretty much the beginning um the other guy that was recorded necrot before that was this guy um jeff Jeff Leopard and uh, you know he passed away a while back and then Greg kind of took over recording the band um, 
and we'd all done other recordings with him before, so he knows how to he knows how to get our sound. Uh, he's easy to work with. He's he's local, close by in the area, so it's easy to get to the studio. Um, and you know he's he's he can be real no bullshit and be like, okay, I think you know that that was great, but you can do better, or let's try this, or um, you know he's good at he's good at being objective and in a way to try to get the best performance out of people which i think is needed in a in an engineer so he kind of you know sort of puts on a little bit of a producer hat too you know yeah um and he's a fantastic musician you know both on guitar and bass so you know he's he he understands really from from a heavy music perspective on uh what you know what needs to happen and what what's going to work best what's going to sound best so yeah we've been really happy working with greg and um he's you know he's part of the family as as far as we're concerned that's cool and you always need that outside like you know i mean you guys are like too close to the baby to the to the creation you know and you always need that outside person to say well i don't know if that you know that outside perspective yeah. to help it helps, it, man. It I mean, it, sure. I, it really does. It helps helps you see things in a new light. I, I think it helps you get better as a musician, as a person, you know. So um, we're very grateful to have someone like Greg on the team. Awesome. So I know you mentioned uh, Bandcap earlier, but, it, you know, where else do you, would you send, like, fans that want to um, – follow or that may be new to uh necrot or uh you know anybody that wants to support you guys like during this time purchase this the cd or you know t-shirts and um, stuff like that you know we have an instagram account uh and we're constantly posting we have instagram and facebook where we're both constantly posting uh you know updates on on new merch and uh all the different vinyl variants that we have um People can write us on on Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, and then we ha- we have the Bandcamp. You know, you can check out stuff there. There's a, a lot of the merch is listed there, um, and you can you can find us everywhere on streaming sites: Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You know, where wherever they're streaming stuff, we should be there. So we're uh, very accessible as far as listening to music online. And uh, if you order from us, you know, we're going to have CDs, cassettes, uh, records, downloads, whatever you need. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I know, uh, you know, everything's still kind of up in the air and uncertain, but do you, do you guys have any like, you know, is there any future goals that you have for the band? Yeah, I mean, we'd love to be uh, getting back on the road and, and playing and meeting, all, you know, playing in all the different countries uh you know it was it would have been so rad to go to south america so we want to go there we want to go more places in the world um obviously we want to keep doing records and uh just keep pushing you know and and growing and expanding our our name is and brand as a band um yeah we 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 want to keep functioning and and uh getting better, getting bigger shows, uh, reaching more people, you know, hanging out with the fans, all that stuff, you know? 
Yeah, totally. Now, as for Sonny, any future personal goals that you have? Yeah, I mean, I right now I'm I'm sort of feel like I'm at a crossroads. Like I, you know, spent my career as a as a musician and as a audio engineer. So I'm kind of in a strange time that my industry has been pretty much wiped out by all this Corona stuff. So right now I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to stay afloat and what to do next, you know? So, um, but as for me personally and creatively, you know, I, I definitely, I want to expand as a musician and, uh, I want to get on more records and do, uh, do some more collaborations with people maybe maybe even do some solo stuff at some point you know and i'm i'm constantly wanting to grow as a guitar player and as a musician i'd like to start uh, recording other other people at some point you know i would like to make some kind of transition into that world a bit um so that's a personal goal for me and just to find myself more as an artist you know so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with things right now. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you know, this thought just occurred to me. I don't know if it's already been done, but has any of the underground uh, guys, any of the connections that you have there in the Bay Area ever thought about collaborating and putting together like a tribute to Bay Area thrash metal or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be sick. You know, I, I've done some stuff, um, in the past I toured with one of my bands, watched them die with Exodus. And, you know, I've worked a lot of the thrash shows out here and, and, you know, met the guys from death angel and they're they're The thrash scene here is like, uh, it was fucking kicking again. Super, there's a big super thrash revival at the beginning of the two thousands. And now it just is sort of like um, everybody's super into death metal, which fucking rules. But man, I fucking miss thrash too. You know, I I think it would, I would be cool to do something like that at some point. Yeah, maybe get together with some of the local guys that you know from your industry, and let's just jam and yeah. see what happens. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good local bands out here. There's you know, uh, Molten, uh, Vorlust. Um, Death Grave, which features Greg Wilkinson, uh, you know, Cartilage, you know, obviously Exhumed is from this area, and they're still killing it. Um, man, the list goes on and on. There's so many good bands out here, so um, there's a, a huge pool of people to, to sort of choose from, but it's a, a little bit of a strange time right now, but I think people are starting to open up and be like, well, we're not playing shows, so maybe let's start some different bands or like do some collaborations and, you know, so we, you may see some cool recordings or something coming out of that soon. Yeah. Everybody's got a basement, man, you know, just like passing right note or something. It's gotta be like the prohibition or something. You guys just got to sneak around, you know, don't let governor Newsom yeah. find out. You are know? you guys, are you guys having like basement gigs or is there like stuff like happening at all in Cleveland like that? Or like what, what's going on there? I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go keep it underground yeah man i mean that's how it started i guess that's how it's got to stay right so right you know but uh but hey man we got to do what we got to do you know yeah no i think it's i think it's potentially an exciting time for the underground stuff you know what i mean like uh 
you know, it's possible people might start busting out like generators again and, and finding alternative spaces for events or um, I guess we'll just sort of have to see what happens, you know. I, I think mean, people are wanting wanting to test the waters, you know. Yeah, if people can peacefully, quote unquote, peacefully protest. I think, you know, maybe some guerrilla, you know, thash shows or something can be set up, you know. Yeah, I mean, we'll recently uh, we had a, a kicker who's our, our some of our label mates on Tank Crimes. They did a show in one of their driveways, and there was a park across the street, and everybody just gathered across the street at the park and watched the band from across the street. Dude, that's, that's cool. cool. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. We got to yeah. be the movement. Make it happen. That's right. That's... Hey, well, um, I'm going to ask you some of the questions that I normally ask people on here before sure. we get ready and wrap up. Um, who, who would you say are your top three musical artists? Top three musical artists. Uh, well, I, I keep going back to Hendrix. Um, he's just such a the time that he uh, the time that he was around was was really prolific for me. It had a pretty big impact. Uh, I mean, you might be sort of surprised because there's some of these aren't like total pure death metal stuff. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, David Gilmore is one of my favorite guitar players. I just think he's he his sound and his solo style is just phenomenal and super memorable. You know, which is something that I really try to implement in in my solos and in my work. You know, it's like I, I want people to be able to, to sing it or re- remember it. You know, like exactly. I couldn't hear that. I couldn't hear that solo or that piece of guitar on that song you know without it you know what i mean and and to me gilmore everything he does is like you you can't imagine the song without it people usually remember how you made them feel so if they can feel your solo you know and i think you know that that extends to any kind of music and uh so he's a huge one for me um you know, most recently, and and not most recently, but most recently again, I should say, I I really uh, got super into Chuck Schuldner again, uh, probably for like the fifteenth time. You know, uh, before the Mortal record, so I got a lot of inspiration from listening to Chuck and and Death stuff. So I got fucking really back into the old school Florida death metal scene and especially after touring with Morbid Angel and Cannibal Corpse and Immolation, you know, like, but, you know, Chuck has a, a, a style that I can relate to that's, that's really melodic and fluid. And, you know, it's, that's kind of where my playing is at. So I, I took some of that aspect and tried to throw it into some of this new stuff. And, um, you know, maybe you guys will be able to hear a little bit of that in there too. Cool. And then is there a, a certain song that you feel has inspired you in life? Like that's been a go-to whenever you're, I don't know, like just need that extra boost or something. Uh, let's see. The first one that came to mind right off the bat is uh sales of Sharon by uh, the Scorpions, Yuli Roth. Nice. Fucking killer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> um, now, do you have like a any kind of like a morning ritual or routine that you uh, usually do to start your day to try and have the best day possible? 
you know, me and my, my lady will get up and make tea in the morning and hang out and just like, uh, just kind of like sort of set the tone for the day and, and get focused and, you know, something like that. Just basic, basic stuff. Morning tea. (laughs) Gotcha. And then, um, do you have now when you guys were able to get out and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, even touring with the band, but in your travels in life, is there a favorite place that you've ever visited? Oh man, I just did a, uh, I just did a massive solo motorcycle trip during, during this whole time because I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I got, I'm unemployed right now and obviously not on tour and, uh, you know, I figured being on a motorcycle is one of the best ways you can travel in social distance, you know, in some ways. So I I just went all the way across uh, the southwest up to Wyoming. So I would say I, there's just so much, so much beauty and amazing stuff to see in the southwest, man. It's just like no other place in the world to me. And that's where I grew up. So, you know that's I'm, I'm just gonna leave it open to that <laughs> yeah uh, good stuff man I, I i took a trip a couple summers ago with my my daughters and we went cross country from cleveland and went to uh we ended up in uh sun valley idaho there was uh some veteran connections i had over there but you know we traveled through wyoming and you know i visited a friend in utah and stuff like that and it's just like Man, you know, there's so much beauty in our country once you get away from the big cities and stuff. And I Gosh, just fell real, in love man. with it, man. On my way back, we came through Yellowstone and, you know, went and saw Old Faithful and we stopped at Mount Rushmore and just like. That's I, awesome. My goal is once my youngest uh, graduates and high school and is off to college, then I'm just probably going to be an RV and maybe Cousin Eddie it all around, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of, lot of cool boondocking RV type people out there, and and a lot of a lot of mo- people on motorcycles right now. Um, but yeah, Wyoming, you know, was a place that I just mostly had driven through on the 80 on tour, and it doesn't look like much, but if you go 20 miles off the freeway in any direction, you're going to be surrounded by some of the most amazing shit you've ever seen. Yeah, I think we did. We stayed sure. overnight at like Cody wyoming cool one time yeah. and it was uh it was awesome man it was i mean i could have stayed you know a few days there but that's uh, so cool definitely some Hell stuff yeah. i definitely want to get back to sometime absolutely absolutely now um three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today uh all right well i'm gonna say one my mom uh, she, she absolutely, uh, supported me and helped me, uh, along the way, every step of the way. And, uh, you know, she also is involved with, um, you know, a, a lot of young people and, in, in, in the arts and stuff where she's at in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And, um, it's helped a lot of people, especially me to help me become who I am, um, you know, my dad for, for being who he is and, and introducing me to music and, you know, kind of being supportive 
to be a musician the whole time. And then, uh, yeah, let's see. Number three, I would say, um, gosh, I am just drawing a blank, man. I would say, uh, yeah, it's usually the toughest. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> There's been so many different things, you know. I mean, so many different things. I, I just, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> That's cool. No problem. Um, um yeah. Um, favorite toy as a child. Favorite toy as a child. Uh, man, I was super into GI Joes and Transformers. Those I had. I had fucking tons of uh gi joes so that was probably my my biggest uh my biggest toy venture nice yeah i was a big star wars and gi joe guy myself so oh yeah star wars for sure dude for sure and uh it's funny that my current the the episode that's currently airing right now just launched today of, of my podcast i interviewed a friend of mine who went off to hollywood to become an actor and he got to be a, he was in cobra or gi joe rise of cobra he was like a cobra agent and he oh that's he, he doesn't have like a main role or whatever but they you know there's a, a scene that you know he's prominently featured in so i was, I was like well there's my buddy he's cobra you know so it's that's cool. wild man that's awesome so we talk a little bit about that's that super cool there. super um, cool do you have like a favorite wrestler or MMA fighter? Uh, favorite wrestler, MMA fighter. Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, when I, I was, I was like digging wrestling when I was, you know, a kid in the eighties, you know, I, yeah. Who was your guy back then? My guys back then was probably like Rowdy Piper or like, uh, you know, Randy Macho Man, Savage. Yeah. You know, like like the old school dudes. You know. Yeah, it's funny. Me and a friend were just talking about Roddy Piper the other day, with everything going on in the world, and we're talking about they that movie They Live that he was in, that John Carpenter movie. Oh, so sick. Yeah, yeah how it's so prophetic to everything going on. You know. Right. It's you like, don't even need the sunglasses now. Yeah, but... you could see it now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so any message that you have for our military members that are currently serving overseas? Um, stay positive, you know, work for peace and try to just like, uh, you know, listen to cool music, hold each other up, you know, uh, you know, like everybody, everybody's all in this together. And so just like try to try to help each other out, you know what I mean? Try to stay safe. And uh, stay alive, stay positive, keep in touch with your families. Um, yeah, part of try why to, I, try to try to spread spread positivity if you can. Yeah, part you of know? why I started this uh, this podcast because I'm retired military, and I remember when I was mobilized and stuff, and it just like you know, you just always needed you know a distraction from your situation, you know, to focus on home or. You know, yeah. some of the some of the humor we had over there with each, with each other is pretty, you know, maybe kind of shocking to people o over here. But it was a nice escape to put on the headphones, listen to some tunes or listen to like, you know, uh, 
uh, podcasts and stuff like that. So now I'm trying to create this to kind of do the same for the people over there now, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, thank you for your service. Um, and thank thank you to all the troops out there that are working hard and, you know, putting their lives on the line and stuff. And, you know, we hope you can come back safe and, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Sonny. It's been uh, great talking with you. And uh, real quick, before I let you go, can you do a favor for me? Sure. You mind cutting a promo ID for the show? You betcha. All right. Just like introduce yourself and the band, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. All right. This is Sonny Reinhardt from the band Neckrot, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Well, it's good to talk to you, Bill. Yeah, you too, man. You take care, be safe, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be seeing you come through Cleveland sometime in 2021. Kick ass. Kick ass. Right on. All right. Take care, man. Appreciate it.
story brought to you by today's Boondoggle. He had one, remember him? Yeah, he was worked at. Uh, what the was his first name? You know? I know he worked for that, uh, that worked place when the power place. went out or whatever. He worked for the the Stouffer's Foods, didn't he? Did he? I thought he worked for the the uh, generator place. Yeah, I thought he worked at Stouffer Foods. What, what was his first name? I don't remember. He was a, he was the short dude. He was an EN one. Last name Kelly. A little bit of difference. Oh, Kelly, the the guy from Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Where's Hughes at? Is he still alive? Jimmy what? Hughes? Yeah, he yeah, just talked to him. Mike just talked to him. He called me up. Why didn't you invite him? He's down there in uh, Pennsylvania. He lives in Fairview, Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's the Sasquatch sightings that yeah. people get on video in the woods. He's down there reloading. Oh, you told me there ain't much hair on his Gaspari work, no. uh, works at a prison. Gaspari. Is that in, in Grafton? No, Gaspari's in Arizona now. Right, so who was the guy who was... Oh, uh, Dirty Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> one, one's a real Puerto Rican and, and one looks I like I think that's racist. You can't be calling him dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw him in <laughs> Kuwait same time. You were yeah, yeah. He was doing the prison in, in yeah. over there in Kuwait. Yeah. Him and Fleischer. And then I, I walk into the defect and I see him. I was like, dude, what are you up to? It's... Uh, we still had a mini I work in a prison. thing there. I get fucking recalled for a year. Guess what? I work in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He just had a motorcycle accident because he met, he met, well, oh well. I, he, he was like, don't, oh, well. he's like, don't tell anybody, you know, but I wasn't able to make it. You know, and he showed me pictures of his broke leg getting put back together yeah. and everything. He was in a bad motorcycle accident. Do you ever talk to him? Like, we're family. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. for listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please check out our website domaincle.com and todaysboondoggle.com be sure to follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on gofundme be sure to subscribe comment download and listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google play spreaker and all the other podcast platforms please email us with questions suggestions and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com please leave us comments and five-star reviews. 
Thanks once again for listening to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.